I love it when God comes to encourage because he wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants you to know that he cares about everything about you, about the little things and about the big things. Well, you know, I was at the gym yesterday. I know, you were thinking like, what's, how'd that happen? I was. I know, don't like, 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 yeah, exactly. Like, that was a bit of a miracle. I've been two days in a row. Like, that's really a miracle. So I was at RPM, like, which is a bike class. You know, you get on a bike, you don't go anywhere. But anyway, there's a screen at the front. And when they first put the screen in, I thought, oh, this is awesome because, you know, while you're cycling and while you're doing this thing to music and that, you're going to see pictures of going around roads and uphills. And I'm thinking that's what it's going to be. Nah, it's not even for that. You got all these stats up there of these people that wear these things, you know, heart monitor things. And like, it's got their names like Cheeky and whatever, Skinny and Squirt and all this sort of stuff. It's got their nicknames up there. And it says, it shows you, you know, their heart rate, how much calories they're, they're burning and whether they're work, working in 80% or 60% or all that sort of stuff. I mean, like, seriously? I would rather have the hills and the, like, yeah, like, who wants, who wants to watch that? I'm like, I'm thinking, and so yesterday, I'm sitting next to this lady next to me. She's got one of these things on. Oh my gosh. So the whole time beforehand, she's looking at it before we even start. And then we start and she's off. In between the songs, and because the music is loud, in between them, she's yelling out to the instructor because we're at the back because that's the only place I go, at the back where no one can watch me. Uh, so she yells out to the instructor like, hey, that thing's wrong. It's not right, because it should be higher than that. Like, it's not working properly. I'm thinking, like, get over it. Seriously? Like, by the third time, I'm like, oh, for heaven's sake, like, just, just do the class, will you? Like, I'm here, and that's, I'm happy about that. <laughs> but anyway, the whole time she's doing it, so, you know, we're getting towards the end, and I look at her and go, how do you know that it's not right? Like, how do you even know that? And she goes, because I, ever since I've had this, I monitor it all the time. Every class that I've done, I know when I'm going to be at 60%. I know when I'm going to, whether it's this class or another class or that, I really know it. I know it, and, and the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> I'm still thinking like, yeah. So anyway, afterwards, they go out, and she was right. There was something wrong with all the monitors that were on that screen that day. I'm thinking like, what the heck? I'm like, can you believe that? But, it, it, but to me, I just thought, oh my gosh, she actually knows because she monitors her heart so in this thing, with this thing on, everything, she, she actually does know the condition of her heart better than anyone else. And I thought, oh my gosh. I mean, you know, that's what we're talking about, matters of the heart. She knows her physical heart. And I thought, wow. But I started to think, you know your physical heart, but do you actually know the condition? of your spiritual heart. Whoa, I know. You, see, you know, your physical heart, which is pretty amazing, it's a miracle, like you all have one, that's why you're here today. Uh, and, and also you out online there. Like a physical heart, it's an organ that pumps blood, right? It circulates the blood and provides oxygen and energy to all of your cells. You know your heart beats about 100,000 times a day? Woo, that's a lot of times. I mean, if you, if you put your little fingers up there, you can feel it. It's incredible, isn't it? Like, you, you know, you've got a pulse as well. So 35 million times a year, your heart beats. Without it, you're not here. 
So it's a very important organ. But in the Bible, like the word heart is mentioned over 700 times, depending on the version, some, nearly a thousand in some versions. And almost all of these refer to our spiritual heart. And when it's talked about your heart, it sort of overlaps with words like your spirit, your mind, and your soul. But overall, the heart in the Bible is the seat of our inner nature. It's our emotions and desires that drive our behavior and make up the real person that we are. So, you know, things come into our heart and all of the issues of life come out of our hearts. Like in Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else. Like it says, above all else, guard your heart. I mean, I'm thinking that that's fairly important for it determines the course of your life. In Proverbs 27.19, it says, as water reflects the face, you know, when you're looking in a puddle, reflects your face, so one's life reflects the heart. Now, we spend a lot of the time like checking out our face, right? Like, think about it. This morning, how many times did you look in the mirror? Did anyone here today not look in the mirror? Don't put your hand up because that's probably not a good thing. Oh, no, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. Like we do, we, 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 look at our, we look at our face, we brush our teeth, we look at while we're brushing our teeth, you know, while we're combing our hair, if we comb it or brush it or, I don't know, chamois it for some of us, like, like whatever it is. But, but we usually shine it, sorry, Jeremy, shine our head, that's right. But we normally look in a mirror when we do that. So we, we constantly check things. We check our clothes out. We check that they're straight. Before I got up here, I, I checked that my, um, my zip was up because that's a good thought, right? So, you know, we, we, we check all these things physically. We do that. But how often do we actually check the condition of our heart? Like when I, when I thought about that, I thought, wow, not often. Like I, I'm just myself, I'm thinking that. Like, like your heart's your condition depends on things that you allow into them. Like these things shape your attitude, they shape the deepest part of your being. But if wrong things go into your heart and they go in unattended, they become deeply rooted and harder to deal with. So the quicker you detect a wrong thing in there and get it out, the better off you are. I think about when, like I've lived in my house for 16 years now and and built it, put the garden in. I remember the garden going in, and, and because it's over the pool, I wanted all miniature palms. You know, you can get like dwarf this and dwarf that, and they don't grow too high, that, so the leaves don't go, I mean, very strategic, right? You don't want stuff in your pool because it just like causes all that. So we get that, and then one day, a couple of years later, I noticed that there's this palm like, like growing out, I thought, I don't remember buying that because I would never have bought it. It was a fan palm. I don't like fan palms because they've got these like humongous prickly things on them and they like, they could poke your eye and kill you. Like it's just, I just don't, I don't like them. So I, I would not have, I would have not have got that. And it was small at the time and I thought, should get that sucker out. But I didn't. That's right. So 14 years later, <laughs> This palm tree is like huge. It's the, it's the biggest thing and it's ta overtaking everything. And when its leaves drop, they drop too high. So you've got to like get a ladder to get up there to, to get them down. It's such a nuisance and it's ugly. Seriously, it is so ugly. I don't like it. So what ends up, I finally, I still leave it there for probably another six months. I think this thing's got to come out. So now 
I've got to hire someone to come and pull it out. And it cost a lot of money. It took them ages. They had a chainsaw. They had all sorts of... It was massive. But that's what happens if you don't attend to what's going on in your heart. Get it early. It's easy to yank it out. Get it late. Whoop. Takes a bit of time. It sure does. It's like when you decide that you want to clean out the garden shed or want to clean out a cupboard that you haven't been in for ages. You know, the minute you start you'd be surprised what you're going to find in there. Oh my gosh, I know. I won't talk about what happened when I cleaned out the garden shed. But, but that's what happens. You don't know what's going to be in there if you haven't looked in there for a long time. So especially hidden wounds, like they're memories that cause pain. That's why I think sometimes, I mean, I thought myself, I don't want to go there. I don't want that pain. Because as Doug said, he knows what that pain was like then. Who wants to bring that up? You don't want to bring it up. However, it's, it's affecting you anyway. I know, it's sad, but it's true. Thoughts that you've kept secret because they hurt. Wounds of rejection, humiliation, abandonment, or betrayal. They can even be, there can be unseen wounds of ridicule and insecurity. These wounds cannot be seen from the outside, but they fester up on the inside, you know, like with bitterness, irritation, and anger. So I know all about that. Like when I was at school, when I, um, I was born in a little town called Kauro. There's about, at the time, 8,000 people there. Went to a little school there. Happy life, happy life. Primary school was awesome. And then I moved to Wellington. It was a big school. There was over 1,000 people at the school, and they were all in two grades. So it's like middle school here or junior high or whatever. And when I got there, I was like uh, one of three Māoris in our grade, like Māoris, that's what I am, one from New Zealand, Māori. So when I got there, I, didn't, I wasn't used to that kind of environment, uh, especially when people started calling me blackie, uh, nigger, ugly, dirty, like unlovable. I mean, all, the, all these things, like, like, I tell you what, kids can be so mean. I don't know where, where it comes from, but I, like, you know, and poor, I mean, how'd they know I was poor? Like, seriously, poor, dumb. I mean, we all had school uniforms, but dumb. All these things that happened over uh, a period of time, and, like, it just crushed me. Because that's what happens when, when things like that, you get words spoken, especially when they stay there and you hear them ringing in your ear. But all of those words, they all rolled into a ball for me, and all I could hear was, like, I'm not good enough. So I had a couple of fights at school, but I'm not even going to go into that at this time <laughs> because I, I just, I thought, wow, what happened to me? You know, I used to be this happy kid and now I'm not happy because I was very unhappy. I felt lonely. I felt like nobody loved me at school. It was, it was, it sucked big time. Then I'll move on to a happier story. Well, actually, it's not really happy, happier. Then I went to high school in another town in New Zealand, in New Plymouth, and Fortunately for me, more Māoris at that school, so I was like, it was good, like, hey, cuz, how you going? You know, it was awesome. Had a fight the first week, but didn't have one after that, so that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Like, you know, I think it was a bit of, you know, territorial sort of thing. This person that had been there for ages, like, who are you, girl? And then she knew. <laughs> anyway, but, but what, would ha what was happening to me, on the inside of me, because, because I had been bullied, before, I really felt for people who got bullied. 
And you're probably not even surprised about how much that actually happens at school, even today. Like, there's a lot of bullying. But, like, when I went to school, you know, like, there was bullying then. I don't, I don't think we called it that. I don't know what we called it, like, you know, punch-ups or whatever. But it was bullying. It was bullying. And there was a kid in my class, and he, um, I don't know how to say this, like, PC-wise, but he was, he was sort of soft, like, and, and people teased him about that. He was softly spoken. He played the piano, which when I was at school, that was not a cool thing to do. So, but he was brilliant. He was like, he'd done, gone through all the exams. We would have been 14. He was brilliant on the piano. He was very smart. You know, he was nerdish sort of thing, but like he got bullied so much. And I used to see him get bullied and I'd get this thought in my head like, man, that's just not cool. That's, I don't like that. But I would never do anything about it. Do you know, and, and anyway, one day we were in class and he was in my maths class and I don't even remember what actually happened. All I remember is hearing a slap and my teacher slapping him across the face. I know. Imagine if that happened these days. Jail. Like, but, 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 you know, like, it was brutal. Like, this, he was a psycho. Like, I don't think I needed to tell you that. But anyway, the, the teacher I'm talking about. So he slapped him across the face, and I think something snapped on the inside of me. I thought, you know, that's enough. Like, that, that is not cool. Like, this, he gets beaten up out in the playground, and then he's got to come in class and get slapped by a teacher. How humiliating. So he starts crying. All the boys in the class start sniggering, you know, oh, and I am like about to blow up. Like, and I could feel myself. And if you knew me back then, which you, I mean, I'm so different now, okay? <laughs> but I just stood up and I, I looked at the teacher and went, you can't do that. There might have been a bit more color in that, but I will not for this purpose. Like, like yeah, 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 I, I will not add the color. So, you know, like, you know, you can't do that. He looks at me, throws a piece of chalk, and he goes, sit down. I'm like, no, I won't sit down. And, and I'm like, you can't do that. I'm going to go and see the principal. So he throws a chair at me. Like, so I duck. I mean, seriously, the guy was a psycho, right? But, but I was so fast, like, duck that chair, like, woo! <laughs> no problem, because I had done that before. Actually, he, 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 didn't, he, didn't, he didn't used to throw chairs. It was just mainly chalk, but I was pretty good. So anyway... So that was it. I'm, I duck the chair, I run out, I go and see the principal. And do you know, like, that boy, I mean, I didn't see that teacher much after that because I think he was gone. But, any, but, but that boy, he came up to me and he thanked me. He said, thank you so much. Like, you know, like he, go, he goes, I felt like someone cared. I'm like, wow, which blew me away. And the only thing was that, Back in the playground, he still got bullied. I would see it and still do nothing. I'm like, what the hell? And the worst thing about it for me, which, because this is what happened, trauma can actually put things in your heart. Like, the worst thing about it for me is like, a few months later, he was on his bike coming to school, he got hit by a car, and he died. You know, like, for me, I, I had all these plans about how I was going to go and apologize to him that I hadn't done anything on the playground. and that. I mean, he was getting bullied by boys, but you know what? Like, I really didn't care. I'd 
fought boys before. I could have done something. And like in my heart, though, was that confirmation that I'm not good enough. I couldn't even help that guy when he needed me. Like, and, and, like seriously, like that, and it was a traumatic thing. So, I mean, 14 years old. And I thought, what a crappy life, school life, he would have had. You know, like, I thought about it a lot. I've never actually spoken about it to anybody, like, like before. I think I told my son about it last night because I thought, I don't know whether to share this or not. Because it's, but, but I just want you to know that trauma, like, I didn't even know him that well, but traumatic things can put things in your heart. And, and seriously, in, in neon lights to me was, see, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. So I had that in me. And I, I realized that did something for me, though. And, um, like, you know, we write these things on, on our heart, I'm not good enough. But also, it wrote on my heart at the same time, because you can have good things that are written on your heart that if I ever saw someone getting bullied again, I would do something. I would do something. Because do you know what? When something happens to us and we know that we need to talk to somebody about it, don't leave it. Don't leave it. Just do it. Do it today. You know, I just feel like even right now, the Holy Spirit is talking to, to some of you now, that there are things in your heart that you need to apologize to someone about. Do it today. Do it today. Take the time today. I mean, I've written a letter to him, and you know, because I can't do it, but it, it took me so much longer, I think, to get over it, especially because I, I wouldn't talk to anybody about it because it was a hidden thing. I don't want anyone to know about that, about how I was feeling. So, no, but that's what happens. It, it can change you on the inside, and, and that incident did change me on the inside badly and, and, a, and also in a good way in some things. So the thing is, though, the way I dealt with it was, was always in anger, so <laughs> maybe not so good. When we first moved here, like uh, to the Sunshine Coast, I had my boys with me. They would have been probably 10 and 8. We went to, we were at the plaza, and they says, oh, can we go and get a, you know, a 30-cent ice cream at McDonald's, Mum, I'm like, yeah, yeah, go and knock yourself out, you know, give them 60 cents, like, woo, living large. So, so they, 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 they run over. And anyway, when they come back, I know there is something wrong. Like, like both of them. Like, you, you know, you just know your kids. I'm thinking like, so I'm going, hey, you guys all right? Like, what, what's wrong? Oh, no, nothing, nothing wrong. I'm like, I know there's something. Like, come on, you might as well tell me, otherwise you're going to hear it like, what's wrong, what's wrong, (laughs) until you tell me. So my youngest son goes, oh, we were over there, and these boys, they were sitting there, and they were calling Nathan Blackie. Can you imagine what that did to me? (laughs) I wasn't following God at the time, just just so that you know. Oh, it brought back memories, my own memories of people calling me Blackie. I'm thinking like, how Dear they? Seriously, I was like ropeable and wanted to probably kill someone at the time. But I'm like, right, let's go. <laughs> so, and they're like, no, mum. Because <laughs> my boys actually knew me, right? So like, no, mum. Like, no, nah, we're going. I said, you're coming with me because you're going to point them out to me. Like, hello. Because you know what? I am not going to, I'm thinking, I'm doing something about this. I'm not letting it go because you know why? Because again, on my heart will be, I'm not good enough. I couldn't even stand up for my kids. 
Like, no way, no way. I'm not gonna have that happen. So we go into McDonald's. <laughs> I'm like, where are they? And they're, they're standing like, <laughs> behind me, like over there. And like, oh my gosh, they were like four or five years older than them. I thought, you little mongrels or something. <laughs> what was that? I didn't think, oh, I'm not gonna say what I thought. But I'm thinking like, how dare you? you know? So I walk over, and I'm trying to control myself, <laughs> which, you know, isn't that great. But I, I walk over there, and I go, hey, do you see those two boys over there? And they go, like, yeah. I said, they're my sons. I says, you know, I hear that you called them something. They're like, no, no. They must have seen the look on my face. Man, I can be scary when I'm angry. Believe me, I can be scary. Right, that's right. I had a lot of practice. I'm a Maori. We do that sort of stuff, you know. But anyway, but 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 anyway, I, like, and I go, did you call them Blackie? Like, and they're like, no, no. And I says, I think you did. But I'm going to tell you, if one word like that ever comes out of your mouth again, <laughs> to 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 my sons or to anybody else, I'm going to. I'm going to find your parents. I'm going to hunt them down. I'm going to tell them about it. I'm going to take you over to the blue beat over there. Oh, seriously, oh, whatever I could be, rather than saying I'm going to kill you because that's what I wanted to say, but I didn't. How good was that? Oh, give me a hand. That was good. <laughs> but do you know what? But there was a lesson in that for all of us, even though I didn't probably do it like that perfectly. Like when we walked out, I said to my sons, I said, do you know what? Don't ever let anybody call you something that you are not. Like, don't ever, don't ever. You know, and don't ever listen to that because it's, I, I said, don't, like, you know, Blackie, like, excuse me. And so I told them about how kids used to do that to me and how much it hurts. And I know that it can hurt, but do you know what? I love you. Like, at that time, I didn't know God, but I was thinking, I love you, I care about you, I'm for you. Like, I, I would t talk to them like that because at that stage, I'm thinking like, wow, I'm not going to let this happen again. So, you know, the pain from our lives, it can work in good and it can work in bad. So 